Raiders Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Wednesday, August 19th, day after game and game day edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides, which is presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. We don't get to say that very often. Day after game edition and day of game edition of Flyers Daily, especially in the playoffs. Not something that usually happens in normal circumstances. These are not normal circumstances. With no travel, every series in the first round had a back-to-back built into it. This is the Flyers. They have a chance to close out the Montreal Canadiens in five games later this evening. 8 o'clock puck drop in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena. And I read this stat on the pregame show yesterday heading into the game four where the Flyers were up two games to one. When teams go up three games to one in a best-of-seven series in the NHL, they close out that series nine out of ten times. They win that series. Flyers will look to do that this afternoon against the Montreal Canadiens. Another great performance by Carter Hart. Another great performance by the Flyers' team defense. They got the job done once again. And while you look at the goaltender and he gets the most credit for a shutout, and deservedly so, um, I must say, uh, but Carter Hart was good in the game and every opportunities. Uh, that the Montreal Canadiens threw at the Flyers, 29 shots in total. Carter Hart stopped them all. But it is a team sport, and it is a team effort, and the team defense, once again for the Flyers, in both games three and four, were spectacular. Back pressure on good back checking, uh, good in-zone, D-zone coverage, keeping all the opportunities from Montreal to the outside. And when you look at the advanced numbers in this game, Montreal, technically speaking, only had one high-danger chance in the hockey game. The Flyers did a tremendous job keeping Montreal out of the house, and uh, they'll look to do that again coming up this evening. The goals in the games for the in the game for the Philadelphia Flyers: the first goal scored by Michael Raffle on a great drop pass by Sean Couturier that came 6:32 into the first period. Raffles now second of the postseason, uh, assisted by Voracek and Couturier. Second goal of the game comes at 17.04 of the second period. Phil Myers uh, throws one, may have been deflected by a Montreal Canadiens stick, and uh, kind of fools Carey Price, knocks off the inside of his paddle and into the net. Phil Myers second of the postseason. Konechny and Hayes pick up the assist on that goal. Flyers proving once again that they can win in these low-scoring defensive battles. And next round, that might be exactly what you get in the New York Islanders, a team that can play low scoring as well. Coming up, we're going to hear from Elaine Vigno, his after-game press conference, and also going to take some Twitter questions. But right now, we get to our feature interview of this episode. Boy, he played a good game. He was tremendous in the face-off circle, centering that fourth line for the Philadelphia Flyers. He had three blocks in the game, including a really gutsy one, laying out and blocking in the shot of Shea Weber right now. It's my conversation with Flyers center, Nate Thompson. Happy to have joined us uh, on Flyers Daily. Uh, a big part of the win, a team win. Nate Thompson joins us right now. Nate, how does it feel to go up three games to one against your former squad? Uh, it feels good. You know, I, I think whatever uh, you can get control of the series like we did, uh, we know how you know important you know tonight's game was. So, um, you know, but now uh, we all know that uh, the fourth game is always the hardest. So we have to make sure that uh, we're ready to go tomorrow night. Nate, uh, Elaine Vigneault really opting to roll four lines in this game. Um, and, and for you guys, that keeps everybody involved in the game, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think especially in the playoffs, you know, you want to roll four lines for the most part. And I think with our team and the, our makeup, uh, you know, we're 
we feel we're a pretty deep team and uh, we have different lines that can come at you. And I think when uh, you can spread it out like we have and AV has, uh, you know, we're a tough team to play against. Nate, um, as I look at your stat line in the game, you played over 14 minutes, you blocked three shots, but I'm going to ask you about one in particular, and you know what one it is, because you got to have stones big enough to carry in a dump truck um, to lay down and try and block a Shea Weber shot. And you're not oblivious to the way he shoots the puck. You spend time as his teammate. That's the type of sacrifice that players need to be willing to make in the playoffs. What is it like laying out for one of his, though? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I think at that point of the game, um, you know, I think any guy on our team would have done the same thing, um, you know, especially that time of the game on the power play. Uh, it's a, you know, still a tight game at that point. And, um, you know, just want to win. That's all that matters. So, you know, you, you'll do whatever it takes to win. And just I was just trying to time it perfectly. So, uh you know, I didn't get hit in uh, the wrong places, so uh, you know that's why we have pads and uh, it hit me in a good spot. And um, you know, it was uh, it was a big win for my team. And uh, you know, there were some other guys with some big uh, big key blocks too. So uh, you know, that's what you got to do to win in the playoffs is uh, you got to do those little things right. So I uh, wish to you know continue to do that. Uh, Nate, you know, being able to win in the playoffs, it takes um, an ability to win games in different ways, and and sometimes the opponent in a certain series takes on a life of its own. This one has been every inch of the ice has been contested in all three zones. And it's not one of those series where a team's going to win, you know, games four to one. It's just not that, that type of series. What does it mean that you guys can, can, you know, maybe the identity of the team was to maybe win four one before this series and, and this season, but what does it mean that you can win series with games two to one, one, nothing and two to nothing? Yeah, it's 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 definitely good to see. You know, it uh, it gives the team confidence that we can win that way. And you know, Montreal's a good team. I mean, they work hard. Uh, you know, they're extremely fast, and you know, they don't give you much. Uh, there's you're always a guy in your face. So, um, you know, it's definitely playoff hockey out there. You have to make sure that uh, you keep it simple, and you just kind of have to uh, you know play a north south game. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. So. Uh, we have to continue to do that, and um, you know, like I said, and like you said, you know, we'll take uh, we'll take the wins however we can get them. Yeah, so sometimes the one thing I really noticed in in today's game, the last two games really is um, the five man defensive unit. It's not just the D; it's also the forwards and the back pressure that you guys are providing for your defensemen on any any rush or odd man opportunity they have. If they curl up, then that, that forward's right on top of that guy to kind of thwart that with a back pressure. Um, concerted effort to do that, I'm sure. Yeah, I think every guy, every line, every D-man, every every guy in the ice has done a great job. I, I think the biggest thing is we, we've done a pretty good job of supporting each other, uh, you know, not just offensively, but defensively too. I think you see it with guys, you know, coming back, uh, you know, staying above their guys. And, uh, you know, it makes it hard to play against when you have guys back checking you and, and uh, always on top of you the whole game. So uh, we just have to continue to do that. And uh, like I say, you know, tomorrow is going to be a tough one. So we have to make sure we keep doing the same things. Uh, and you met, you did you mentioned that you know getting the fourth win of a best of seven is always the toughest one tomorrow for you guys is is it much of the same uh, to, in this game tomorrow it's a back to back situation you both have played you know the same amount of minutes here um, so th there's no advantage there's no travel uh, is it just more of the same tomorrow details and, and keeping those those things uh, in mind with the game and the way you attack it tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's the same mindset. <clears throat> you know, we have to go into the game uh, tomorrow with, um, you know, that same, you know, they're going to bring their best and we have to make sure we bring ours. Um, and we got to match their work ethic because you know they're going to work their team that works. So 
Um, I think for us, the recipe stays the same. Um, I, I still believe that, uh, you know, we can get better. Um, I still think there's more there. And um, I think we're, we've been doing that every game, kind of building it up. So um, hopefully tomorrow we can, you know, play that good, you know, defensive sound game that we have been. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, fill in that as well. So, uh, like I said, it's going to be a tough one tomorrow, but, we're, you know, hopefully we're going to be ready. Well, a lot of people back here in Philadelphia are hoping for handshakes tomorrow. Nate, I appreciate you doing this great game today. Gutsy move laying in front of that shot. Uh, I don't care what you say. I'm not doing that. And I would be wearing goalie pants. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks. you. No problem. Thank you. My pleasure. Boy, Nate Thompson does all those little things right. And you saw him lay out for that shot in the third period when Shea Weber's bombing it. And as a guy who was a teammate of Shea Weber's, he knows exactly how hard that shot is. But that's the type of sacrifices that you need to make to win in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Nate Thompson, really strong game uh, for the Flyers in Game 4 and looking to close this thing out coming up this evening. Here's Elaine Vino after the Game 4 win to put the Flyers up three games to one. Uh, you obviously started the game out with the, the Thompson line, which was a holdover from last game, but then you quickly shuffled up the line combinations at the start. What was the, the intention there? Did, did you... Were you the goal maybe try to confuse Montreal at all? What was the thought process? No, I mean, uh, you know, Nate's a good face-off guy, and uh, Rafi and Tyler are good four-checkers. So I just thought that uh, first face-off of the game, uh, you know, let's try and get it in deep and get our four-checking game going. But uh, we made a few little subtle changes to our to our lines. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the game is still about you know, hard work and executing and both teams right now are, are battling extremely hard. I thought uh, obviously getting that first goal and uh, getting some big defensive plays like block shots and uh, good second efforts from our part enable us to uh, to uh, stop uh, Montreal, who's obviously a highly speed and skilled team. Hey, v, uh, can you walk us through the decision that obviously paid off to put uh, Michael Raffle on the top line and, and drop G down? Um, you know, it's just about, uh, you know, sometimes you, you need balance and uh, thought that uh, that would give us uh, maybe a little bit better balance throughout our, our four lines. Uh, it also gave us, uh, you know, a couple of good face-off lines. Uh, so, um, you know, in, in that aspect, I thought it, it would, you know, help us maybe a little, but... Uh, at the end of the day, it's a little bit more, like I said before, it's about, you know, the execution and the, and the will and the compete, and both teams are doing a lot of that right now. Hi, A.V. Um, with back-to-back shout-outs, obviously Carter Hart has been, been locked in these last two games. But can you talk a little bit about the job that the guys have done in front of them, letting them see the shots and, you know, helping them out when they've had to? Yeah, well, there's no doubt. I mean, Carter's a, a huge part of this. Like, uh, we, we're not playing perfect hockey, and uh, without a doubt, when we do make mistakes – uh, you know, he's been able to, to get that big save for us. But in front of him also, I mean, there's a lot of effort going on there, you know, both to be in the right position. Uh, and obviously, the, you know, the block shots, there were a couple of very desperate uh, plays uh, on our part from uh, from guys that got in the way. And that's a big part of, you know, finding ways to win. Those the defensive plays are important as uh, the offensive part. You know, I know back-to-backs aren't something you guys are necessarily accustomed to, but obviously in the bubble, it's become a regular. Is it good for you guys to go right into this again, um, you know, in 24 hours or so and, and you know, get to face these guys and, and keep the focus level up? 
You know, it's the same for both teams. It's a lot of hockey in, in a short amount of time. Uh, you're playing against the same opponent, so uh, it's it's exactly the same. So we'll uh, we'll rest up and uh, get ready for tomorrow night. All right, good to hear from uh, head coach Elaine Vino. Boy, he pushed a lot of right buttons in this game, made a lot of changes in the lines, and we'll get to that coming up here in our Twitter questions as well. And we start with Bob Haynes. He says, great team game, AV with the line changes pays off with raffle playing a huge role on that top line they look better balanced today in my opinion as all lines generated some chances what do you think jason i totally agree and that's maybe what uh, elaine vino's plan was to spread his offense out over more lines thinking we have more depth than the montreal canadians therefore if we can spread our offense out over four lines we have a better chance of scoring more goals and it worked Sandus Minnesota tweets in and says, how do Haig's teammates react after that Shea Weber shot block? Basically that one that he took with the back of his head. Um, they react incredibly well. When you see guys sacrificing like that and having the stones to jump in front of a Shea Weber shot like that and put yourself in harm's way, Nate Thompson did it as well, um, that fires up the bench. It absolutely does. Stephen Shockley says, what about Bunneman today? You think he gets a more permanent role as the team goes forward? Well, I think that it's a really... Per- interesting situation. Uh, I think Bunneman gets in the game because Nicholas Albe-Kubel could not go uh, after taking a puck off the foot in the last game. Uh, I thought Bunneman was really good in the game, though, Um, but he and Nicholas Albe-Kubel are very similar players, Um, so I think if NAK can go, Bunneman does not um, because I do think they like having that skill of Joel Farabee in the lineup as well. I thought he played a really good bounce-back game after sitting the last one. Uh, at Mark Gunner on Twitter tweets, and he says, with the team showing they win in a shutdown, grinded out type of game, will this help them if they make it to the next round? Think they'll most likely play the Isles. And that absolutely does, because that's the game that the Isles play as well. The Isles aren't looking to trade chances and go up and down the ice with you. They're looking to lock it down defensively. Um, they're a team that had the Flyers number in the regular season. And they're also a team that maybe the pause... Um, did the most for they had lost seven straight games going into the pause and coming out of it they've now won a lot of hockey games I think it's five out of six um, and they're a tremendous team right now playing really well they had one slip up in one game against Florida and they've been really good against the Washington Capitals as well Anthony tweets in at spunky 41182 and says even with the two nothing score he says, was this as complete a performance as we've seen in the postseason in all spa- aspects, including the power play? The power play didn't capitalize. I thought they had some really good looks. Um, they had a real chance real early on in the game on their first power play when Jake Voracek took it hard to the uh, left side of Carey Price and uh, Sean Couturier was unable to knock it into the open net. Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty complete performance. They dominated Montreal defensively. They didn't. Montreal had 29 shots, but... Uh, if you watch the game, you never felt really like they were really in trouble at any point, even with Montreal's four-checker speed. I think they've really adjusted to it in a big way. Dan Grunmeyer tweets in. He says, what are you seeing in Hart's game that is allowing him to be so efficient and effective in the net? How has he evolved as a netminder? Oh, man, such a good question. Um, he is. That, that Those are the great words to, to kind of describe him as efficient and effective. He doesn't waste movements he doesn't have to travel a further distance than he needs to he plays what we call um a base depth Uh, there's three depths you have your abc's in depth you have an aggressive which would be your heels basically on the edge of the crease 
the top of the crease. Uh, your base depth is just inside that, so maybe your toes on the uh, on the crease line at the top. And then conservative would be like Henrik Lundqvist, who plays really deep in his net. He plays a base depth, a base to conservative depth, so that makes him have to travel in side to side situations less real estate. Um, but because he reads plays so well, he reads that play, knows where to be, and because he doesn't have any added movement with his arms. His head always leads, it's always chin, head, shoulders to the puck. And then he gets there because of his reading ability, and he's square, so it makes his ability to make any save in those situations um, much easier to move and also to swallow pucks and make himself big. And he has just been so good, um, so efficient, to use your word, and it's one I would use as well. And he's been tremendous. Back-to-back shutouts at 22 years old facing your idol against the Montreal Canadiens, the most storied franchise in NHL history. Um, Keep checking boxes off. The kid's just unbelievable. Uh, Scott Epstein tweets in and says, I know you want to ride a hot goalie. However, with the back-to-back, any thoughts of starting Elliott tomorrow night? Uh, A bunch of questions came into the same regard about what you do in this situation. For me, um, I always look at the numbers of a guy going in back-to-back situations and the drop-off. I think this is different, though. A, because there's no travel and there's been no travel. B, because I look at the how much work Carter had, and I see 29 shots, and I get it. That's a lot of shots. But it's the manner in which those shots looked in the game and the panicked moments or desperate moments in the game, and there wasn't a lot of them. So I look at the game, and, and I kind of that kind of dictates it for me that I go with Carter Hart in this game. I think Elaine Vigneault will want to close it out. I think that's another reason why to go with Carter, because... If it was a situation where it was a back-to-back and it wasn't the ability to close out the series, I would think differently. But because if he does, if he does go and they do win, he does get rest, and you're closed out. So I think that's the reason to do it. Plus back-to-back shutouts. I mean, how can you almost even go away from it? But uh, but Carter's right in what he said post-game. Look, it's not my decision, and you got a guy in Brian Elliott that's got a lot of experience, played in a lot of playoff games, and he has. So uh, it's a good situation to be in for Elaine Vigneault, although a, a, a pretty difficult decision to make. Drew Moff tweets in. He says, how impressed have you been with the Thompson pickup? Quietly been a rock on the fourth line in PK. Yeah, that's why you got him. I mean, he's a guy that knows his role. He's not trying to play some other role. He's not trying to do too much. He's trying to do exactly what he's doing. Wing key face-offs, kill penalties, be good five-on-five, four-check. It was a tremendous pickup. Derek Grant, too. Uh, both of those guys have been really good pickups for the Flyers. Justin Goodhart tweets in and says, Does the manner in which the Flyers have had to win, getting real down and dirty plus defensive battles, encourage you that they can hang with anyone if they get through Montreal? Well, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you know, you look at the New York Islanders, and that's a team that is going to want to play some low-scoring hockey games as well. Um, but being able to win different ways in the playoffs is a huge asset. Because if you, the Flyers are in a good situation because if they want to be a, go up and down the ice and trade chances, they can play that game. They played a lot of that during the regular season. But if you also if you want to play a lockdown defensive game and really kind of ratchet up the defense and contest every inch of the ice, they've shown in this series they can do that as well and win with that formula. So when you can win in multiple ways in the Stanley Cup playoffs, that's a team that can go far. It's why for so many years the Washington Capitals didn't go far in the playoffs because they could only play one way. So if they ran into an opponent that could force them to play a low-scoring, lock-it-down defensive game, they would get knocked out all the time. Same thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't gotten out of the first round because they can only play one way. 
If you can play and win multiple ways in the playoffs, you're a team that can go way further than anything, any other, a lot of other teams. All right, that's going to put a wrap on Twitter questions and put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily, which is presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org slash ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. Game again tonight. Flyers with a chance to force the handshakes tonight at 8 o'clock game time, and we'll see tomorrow if we are celebrating a series win or if we're going to 6 against the Montreal Canadiens. In the meantime, everybody, thanks for listening. Leave us a rating and review if you can. It helps other Flyer fans find this podcast. And also, tonight, enjoy your hockey.